0: Welcome to the Bucket Drop Podcast, Episode 14, and I'm your host with the most, Bobby Longgrass. And uh, yeah, I say my name at the beginning of the episode, not to, uh, not because I, I think I'm the man. Uh, I just say it so you can add me to Facebook, and uh, that way uh, we can talk about hockey. And uh, that's how I get my hockey news and talk about stuff I do on my podcast. Uh, that's pretty much how I get my news. You know, that's the the extent of the research and you know turning on the tv so you know my wife has her instagram i do that i write my little notes and uh do my uh, my little dweeby podcast and uh you get to listen to it and uh you know anybody and their dog can have a podcast like darren at the fourth line voice would say and uh yeah it's just uh something i like to do uh on my spare time and uh yeah if you add me to facebook i won't be the kind of guy that sends you a message at 5 a.m that says good morning hun um it's always a weird thing, eh? You go to Tim Hortons, and, uh... The, the, the lady will be like, Thanks, hon. You know, it's, uh... Such a double standard. You know, I can't be telling girls, Hey, sweet chicks, or... You know, uh... No, I'd get a slot, but, uh... Yeah. Ah, it's okay. You know, a little old lady calling you hun, once in a while, uh... Always, uh... Just helps, uh... Boost the ego, right? And, uh... Yeah, talking about, uh... Things on my podcast that don't impact my life at all and uh, things that don't concern me um, is what I like to do um, and uh, things like that would be Jake Paul. Uh, Jake Paul had a press conference with Ben Askren this week and uh, yeah, Jake looking like an absolute fool. Uh, ben Askren helping with that a little bit, uh, getting inside his head. Uh, ben was uh, you know joking around that uh, Jake is trying to follow in his brother Logan's footsteps. Crazy how YouTube stars and uh, anything and everything um, in these boxing matches. Now, eh? You got Frank Mir with a dad bod about to fight. a Former uh, champ in boxing. And uh, I think he's going to get knocked out. Um, probably take it to the later rounds. and uh, He'll have his hands down because, like I said, he's got the dad bod right now. It doesn't look like he can go uh, a bunch of rounds. And I think, yeah, he's going to get KO'd. These boxers are punching on a whole other level and uh you know i uh i wouldn't mess around with the boxing
1: uh, a
0: boxer i mean uh, like they say you don't play boxing you know it's uh, it's uh not life or death but you know you can get seriously injured uh, look at some of the past boxers you know that are are vegetables now you know it's uh, it's sad you know it's uh, the reason why combat athletes should get paid their worth and uh, i'll get into that in a little bit yeah so back to the Jake Paul fight versus uh, Ben Askren uh Jake Paul very delusional thinking that he's a real boxer uh a little bit of a an insult to uh boxers who have dedicated their life to it um I know in Cornwall uh Tony Lewis you know the pride and joy of Cornwall uh you know he's his dad was a boxer He grew up in the gym this kid uh is a YouTube star, um, Jake Paul, and, you know, he's calling himself the champ at the press conference, like, give me a break, man, You're an embarrassment, um, you know, obviously, he's got all the money in the world, so he can train as much as he can, and uh, train as much as he wants, um, because, I mean, like, I got famous from doing these stupid little videos, and uh, I'm it's not jealousy, to be honest, like, I don't know, I wouldn't be proud of my life's work if it was, like, you know, eating boogers, and whatever they do, Uh, I don't find they're very funny, either one of them, Jake or his brother Logan, Uh, but Logan, uh, I don't know, he's a bit more likable, I I haven't watched his videos to be honest with you, I know that he's got a podcast, so at least he's doing, I don't know, I guess something, Um, the fact that he got into boxing, okay, I'll give them a bit of respect, you know, they didn't have to do that, Uh, they're challenging themselves, you know, but don't call yourself a professional boxer, my friend. Actually, I don't know why I said my friend. is not my friend. But, uh, I mean, like, there's another boxer. Uh, there's a real boxing match uh, on, uh, on that card earlier. So, tune in early if you want to watch some real boxing and see how lousy uh, the Jake Paul fight is in comparison uh, with the boxing styles. Uh, there's Ivan Redcatch. It's actually a guy who fought Tony in the past. Um, and uh, Tony lost that one. But I, I don't think he was as experienced as he was, I, I know he gained a lot of experience from that fight and uh, afterwards, and he had some big victories. But uh, yeah, I think Ivan just had uh, more fights under his belt at that point, you know. So uh, you know that'll the experience will help you, and uh, he Ivan has been in some big fights ever since then. You know, uh, I think he he uh, challenged um, for the the belt with Danny Garcia. I think his name is Danny Garcia. And, uh, yeah, so, like, it'd be hilarious if, uh, you know, both their opponents, like Ivan's opponent and, uh, you know, Ben Askren, you know, got like sick right before the fight and, uh, you know, uh, they had to, uh, make a fight happen anyways and Jake Paul would have to fight, uh, Ivan Redcatch or, you know, they, they send in Tony Lewis last minute that would be complete domination by a real boxer and, uh, they would absolutely decapitate him. The thing is, uh, with Jake Paul fighting a guy who made his career on his wrestling abilities in, uh, Ben Askren, you know, he actually has a chance to beat this guy and you know how delusional and arrogant this guy is that once he beats, uh, Ben Askren, he's going to be saying like, oh, I want Conor McGregor next, you know, I just beat a real fighter, and really, what does it mean if you're beating Ben Askren in a boxing match, the guy is not a boxer whatsoever, boxers punch on, oh my god, it's not even the same, like, uh, boxers punch a whole hell of a lot harder than MMA fighters to begin with, and then you got Ben Askren who can, he wouldn't be able to box his way out of a paper bag Like, I might actually have a chance against Ben Askren. I don't think I have a chance against a guy like... uh, A guy like Jake Paul, probably, because, you know, he's been practicing for a long time. But, man, if you look at Ben Askren, I mean... Yeah, the, the guy would absolutely kill me in a real fight. You know, single leg takedown or double leg takedown. Whatever he wants to do with me. And just bash my head right into the ground. But at boxing abilities... I, I'm, I don't have any boxing abilities, but they're, they're probably close to Ben Askren's. But that's probably as, as well-versed as Ben Askren is in boxing. Uh, if you watch the footage of him training... Uh, so I, I think Jake Paul has a chance in it. And I, you know he's going to be this little prick after he wins. And he's going to start saying that he can beat real fighters. Even though it's a boxing match totally different sports and I think it's going to go to decision Jake Paul has some reach on Ben Askren you've seen them when they put the face off Ben Askren uh, kind of toyed with him he like put his face uh, he put his hand on on his face and kind of give him the old face wash I thought that was hilarious and uh, during the press conference the funniest line um, okay sorry so for my prediction yeah I would say that he Jake Paul wins on points He's just going to hit him more often. Ben Askren is going to try to wrestle him the whole time and, you know, get in the clinch. But that's not how you win a boxing match. Hopefully, maybe, actually, if Ben Askren is uh, is losing, he just, you know, takes him down and just ground and pounds him. And the ref, uh, uh, the ref is not uh, fast to jump in, you know. I'd like to see that little prick get his face b- punched in a little bit. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, one of the funniest lines in the press conference I was, I was I was about to say is uh, delusional Jake Paul saying, "Yeah, you know, uh, boxing is my life. I live and breathe boxing." And then he's saying, uh, "I want to teach my kids to play boxing." And without skipping a beat, Ben asking answers, "Someone's gonna let you have kids, so." I know I'm I'm not a comedian, but the way he said it was really funny. He's a witty guy, and uh, he's really quick. And, uh, yeah, Jake Paul had nothing in his arsenal. Um, The press conference was a little bit entertaining. It wasn't as good as, like, a McGregor press conference, obviously. Uh, But Ben Askren, yeah, he's witty. He's funny. And, uh, like I said, even if Ben Ben Askren uh, loses the fight, he's got nothing to be ashamed of because he's not a boxer. He's a world-class wrestler and uh, world champion wrestler and in a real fight it'd be totally different but if he wins man I'm gonna be happy and I don't think you can actually bet because I think it's more of like a an exhibition as they call it I remember the Tyson and uh, Roy Jones Jr I was trying to find that betting line um, but you couldn't and anyways they called it a draw it's a circus right it's really uh, in French you say I don't know how to say that in English but it's like really everything and anything you know YouTube stars versus boxers and YouTube stars versus celebrities. A boxer versus another boxer, like pro boxer and, and the prelims. Like as if that's like, like as if that should be on the undercard, you know, it's all about the money and the views and all that little beefs, the fake beefs that they create. And I don't know. I'll probably watch it cause I get it for free. Um, I have something called, uh, What's it called again? HDTV, HDTV. Ah, uh, anyways, I call. I got an app called Narago. I get all those things for free. And uh, yeah, actually, I got the Stipe uh, Miocic fight for free as well over the weekend versus uh, Francis Ngannou. Francis Ngannou coming out as the third African UFC champion. And well, uh, I don't mean of all time. I mean, but like right now, there's three that are currently in the. That are champion in their weight classes. You got Israel Adesanya. Uh, he's my favorite fighter right now. Uh, he took a chance going into uh, light heavyweight, fighting uh, Jan Blakovich, Blachowicz, Lahovich, and uh, yeah, he, he, you know, he took a risk. It didn't pay off, but uh, you know, still, uh, you know, a guy with a lot of balls. And uh, you got Francis Ngannou and Kamaru Usman. Um, so good for africa being well represented on the uh the world stage you know and, and in the ufc i made a mistake last time i thought al sterling was one of the african fighters um but uh yeah just my mistake i thought israel adesanya was a uh, a kiwi i thought he was uh from new zealand i was uh, i was wrong on that so apologize to uh anybody listening if you're a ufc fan or if uh if Israel's uh, listening or if Aljamain uh, Sterling is, is listening because I said Aljamain was one of the guys obviously they're, they're they're not listening to my little garage sale podcast but I like to admit when I'm wrong obviously I say a lot of dumb shit on this podcast and uh yeah Francis uh, just very uh, inspirational that guy winning uh the belt you know he had to climb his way back up it's not just because you're a big six foot four monster that uh you know you don't face adversity and uh yeah, he definitely uh, took the bull by the horns and uh, won the rematch against Stipe Miocic uh, Stipe uh, still one of the best heavyweights of all time and uh, you know nothing to be ashamed of losing against an absolute monster in Francis Ngannou and Francis Ngannou I mean like you know like, what a great story you know he, he started it off with nothing really you know he's born in Cameroon You know, his his family didn't have enough money to pay for a scholarship because the guy's a super athlete, you know, and he's got rich parents. You know, that guy is whatever, going to be the next NFL player. I don't know. That guy could have pretty much done whatever he wanted to, right? I'm sure he's probably good at soccer. I don't know what the the sport is over there. But, uh, yeah, so uh, just really good for Africa. Like I said, Francis was talking about he'd like to have a, big UFC event in Africa and this will this can't can't hurt that the chance of that happening so uh, yeah hopefully that ends up happening Um, I'm sure everybody remembers like the uh, Thrilla in Manila so maybe they can do a big huge event in Africa and you know uh, show the the country of Africa during the build up and I don't know that'd be really cool I'm just thinking of that uh, Toto song there there's the rain
1: Africa,
0: whatever it's called, um, yeah, so, one thing that uh, was a little bit uh, in the news this week was Dana White shitting on one of his fighters, I hate when he does that, because he's such, he's an old man, and I, I I don't know if he does it just as a businessman, because, like, obviously, he used to own the company, and... A few times, you know, he got into it with John Jones, and it's always about the money usually. Like, it's well documented that this has been an issue for a very long time. The UFC don't have, like, an organization like the NHLPA, you know, to uh, secure the fighters' lives after their fighting career. You know, like, there's no pension plan or nothing like that. And obviously, these guys want to get their their money while they're still active. And John Jones was, like, the youngest Champion, I think, in uh, UFC history at... uh, Whenever he he won the belt at 205. And, uh, you know, they're not necessarily getting paid like Conor McGregor. And uh, I don't know if it's a racism thing. I don't think Dana White's racist. I don't want to put that on the man. But, uh, yeah, he's just a little bitch. You know, he's just an asshole, too. Like, you don't treat your fighters, the guys that are, you know... Like, I don't like Tito either. But, I mean, like, these guys bleed... For for like, you know, at the time like Tito was probably making like fifty thousand dollars a fight, like for showing up and maybe a bit more in bonuses, but I don't know. They're not getting paid enough to, you know, risk their lives and especially guys that are fighting against like Francis and Ganu, you know. Like the guy is the baddest man on the planet. Like, did you see what he did to Alistair Overeem? If you haven't, go check that out on YouTube, man. He literally lifts up like a two hundred and sixty pound man with one punch. And, uh, yeah, the guy, like, sent the guy into another dimension, you know, there is a bunch of memes on Facebook, but, man, it's true, like, uh, and when the guy goes, goes down that hurt, I don't know, like, at one point, I think, I, don't, I think he's gonna kill a dude, you know, it's happened in boxing before, I don't think that, like, like, the guy dies right away, but, you know, like, in a, like, a few days later or whatever, you know, uh, it was pretty scary what happened to, uh, uh that boxer recently, uh, what was his name, Superman uh, Evenson, or something like that, Superman, uh, the name escapes me right now, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I think uh, uh, anybody who's fighting Francis Ngannou should get a good payday, and uh, Dana White made a joke during the press, the post fight, uh, just saying that you know, if he was John Jones, he would uh, go down to 185. Like, why would you even do that chirp? Like, and I, I know he thought he was funny because you know, like a few media rats were laughing, and you know, he, he thought he was a, a comedian. But like, the guy's been the champion at 205 forever. So you know, it's just Dana Dana White trying to work his little magic to make that fight happen, and not have to pay John Jones as as much as he can because he, like Dana White, obviously he's not the only owner of the UFC anymore you know, he, he sold it for billions, you know, but I'm sure he gets, uh, a little bit of a bonus at the end of the year, you know, if he, he saves the company money, so, uh, but he's not, he's not the guy going into the, the octagon, and, you know, risking his life out there, and, like, literally risking your life, because, like, look at the power of Francis Ngannou, man, he's got the record on the punch machine, you know, that's, he's a scary effing dude, and, uh, Anyways, during the press conference, obviously, John Jones was listening, so he chimed in on Twitter, and he was like, show me the money, you know, as uh, referencing, uh, you know, Tom Cruise and uh, Tom Cruise and Cuba Gooding Jr. and Jerry Maguire, but uh, yeah, I mean, he deserves to get paid, you know, you're giving all this money to to McGregor, and McGregor, obviously, is rich now with his his whiskey, but, you know, you got to pay the man guy's gonna go fight the Mike Tyson of this generation like the Mike Tyson of MMA you know give the man a million dollars or whatever you're gonna pay him you know he's he's gonna need that money and I know John Jones is not an angel but it's it's still principle you know like I know that he's done some stupid shit it's a miracle that he's even even in the UFC considering the hit and run you know with the with the the young uh, lady um but you know, that's that's not neither here nor there right now. He's in the UFC. He's currently in the UFC and uh you know, he's one of your fighters, he's one of your athletes and he's about to fight he wants to uh he wants to challenge himself the same way Israel Adesanya did and uh go fight a guy, you know, probably fifty pounds heavier than him in France and Ganu. I'll pay the man, you know. Uh, and everybody wants to see the fight too because I think he's one of the only guys that can take Francis down. I think uh, Francis hasn't shown any sign of you know getting knocked out. He's tired out in a in a fight with uh, Derek Lewis, and now you know uh, Dana White's saying like, "Oh well, you know does John Jones really want to fight?" Kind of insinuating that he's scared. He said, "Because if I ask any other uh, heavyweight, they would fight it. They would take a, the thing." And you know they like they would take the fight in a minute. Well, okay, so basically, you're calling John Jones scared, and you're calling your your heavyweight stupid. You know, like money wise, like like oh they would take the fight like really? no like what they're gonna take the fight for no money? You know, like that's absolutely ridiculous. So, uh, anyways, John Jones wanting his pay, and uh, don't I can't blame the guy. You know, I'm not a big fan of like his antics out you know he's been suspended for steroids and stuff like that but you know it's like if you fought Brock Lesnar like on a big pay-per-view like he's got to get paid Dana White just being the cheap fuck that he is you know and uh but uh another guy if so if that fight doesn't come to fruition because now John Jones is saying that like you know he was mad at Dana White and now he's saying that he wants to get released from the UFC because he wants to get respected and You know, anybody who's ready to step in with Nganu should be respected. And uh, if that fight doesn't come to fruition, I don't want to see that Derek Lewis fight again. Jesus. I don't know if you remember that fight, but they were, like, obviously both scared of each other's power. And you can't blame them. I'm talking about Nganu versus Francis.
1: Uh,
0: But anyways, they went into the fifth round, and the guys were just gasping for air. Like, that's some big bodies that you're trying to, you know, keep... uh, you're fighting with a big body like that, you're going to get tired, obviously, you know. And, uh, but one guy I'd like to see is Cyril Gaïn. Cyril Gaïn won a big fight against Strike, And uh, Rosenstrike had a chance at the title. Um, he lost, he got knocked out by, uh, he got knocked out at, uh, sorry, not not a chance at the title, he got knocked out by Francis Ngannou, when uh, basically Francis, like that was like the, the last fight to determine who is going to fight Stipe Miocic. Um, and uh, yeah. So obviously we know what would happen. If Francis fights Rosenstrike. Not necessarily that it's, that it's going to happen again. But you know. Chances are. And uh, Derek Lewis. We know what's going to happen there. You know. Like I mean. If you look at their shapes. I mean, like look at Francis Ghani, The guy is just like a friggin' beast of a man. And uh, you know. Derek Lewis is a little bit on the heavier side. Um. But yeah, Derek Lewis had his chance, you know, to beat Francis Ngannou, and he didn't. So why not give Cyril Gane uh, a chance and not recycle a a fight that's already happened again? You know, the heavyweight division has been a little bit lackluster because you had that trilogy with Daniel Cormier, and Daniel Cormier is not a true heavyweight. You know, he he performed well at the heavyweight level. You know, he was even a champion in another organization. But let's have some real fighters, some real uh, heavyweights go at it, and guys that like to bang and... You know, Francis Ngannou was showing a lot of uh, improvements in his game. He was throwing kicks. You know, his uh, wrestling uh, defense was on par. Um, you know, uh, Stipe tried to take him down early, and uh, he was able to uh, to uh, limit that. And, uh, yeah, I, I know the other guy is a very uh, well-rounded fighter in Cyril Gane. You know, good jiu-jitsu and, uh, you know, good, uh, good striking. So... Uh, you know let's uh let's make that fight happen bring some some eyes to the heavyweight division again i really don't want to see that Derek lewis fight again i just i think it's going to be a snooze fest that's what happens styles make fights you put two uh two guys that like to bang sometimes in there and especially at the heavyweight level they're obviously not gonna you know put their their face right in front of the punch you know it's uh it's not that John Morasti versus Jeremy Oblonsky days, you know, these guys, uh, these guys uh, fight with a lot of uh, defense, uh, you know, because there's a lot of money on the line. You know, they, uh, uh, once you you have that belt, obviously, uh, you know, sponsorships and commercials and, you know, obviously he, Francis doesn't want to lose that and uh, he knows the power that. Uh, Derek Lewis possesses it in his hands, and uh, we've just seen in the past with that fight that when those two guys are going to get together in the ring, uh, the octagon, I should say, uh, they're probably going to stay each other, stay away from each other's fight uh, punches. But you don't know what happens with Cyril Gain; the guy never had a chance either. So let's make that happen. Now I'm going to talk about something that's a little bit more controversial—not really controversial—but I've been hearing a lot of whispers about uh, national women's hockey league and uh, you know I want the women to have that okay so uh, don't uh, misinterpret what I'm about to say Uh, I just think that there's some studies that need to be done so they tried this before they had the Montreal Canadiens um, and uh, obviously it didn't work Uh, the issue here is not a fact of women versus men uh, sports it's simply a fact that like for example, like the Montreal Canadiens is an institution. It's been around for you know over a hundred years, so it's a brand, right? Like uh, you have the history, you have all that. The thing with starting a new team, whether it's an AHL team, an ECHL team, um, or a women's a professional NHL or whatever you want to call it, um, LNHL or whatever, like the WNBA or W uh, NHL. Is you're bringing in a new product. Uh, There's no history to it. And uh, I think that they need to do, you know, like, grab, I don't know, like, ask 100,000 people, would you watch the sport? To be honest, I don't know if I'd watch it. It's not anything against, Not uh, like, it's not against watching women's sports. Um, I've watched a lot of uh, Olympic Games. And uh, the women can fire that puck better than i can and uh i get into it especially when it comes to the olympics but i find the nhl boring right now there's not the fighting uh there's not the um, the same hitting as before uh you got curtis gabriel and a few guys trying to inject some fuel and uh i appreciate that and i love to see it but uh no more are the days of you know colton ors and that's that, that's a kind of Guys that I liked, I liked the, the tie Domies and all that, and uh, yeah, I, I, I've lost interest. I know I'm not the majority, uh, surely, but you know the NHL is a brand, like it's uh it, it's known as the best league. You're gonna bring this women's league in. Uh, there's no history to it, and uh, yeah, as long as they do their research, you know, ask a certain amount of people and uh, find out because like that's their jobs, you know, that's their. Their jobs on the line there's going to be trainers there's going to be uh you know pr people there's going to be people in uh, social like in in media uh you know you're creating this league you're creating all this you know and people working at the games and uh yeah. You don't want people losing their jobs. Like some of these women, they probably have full-time careers and they're, you know, they're going to leave their, their full-time career to become a professional hockey player. And then what happens if the league folds? Like, I don't know it's happened in WNBA. I know that the, the WNBA is back. Um, I don't know if there's a lot of eyes on the sport, no idea, but you know, I'm going to encourage my daughter to play hockey, you know, hopefully, you know, she gets good enough to get a scholarship and uh I'm I'm all for women's hockey, man. Like I, I I like watching them. I've there's some girls that have played with us that are much better hockey players than I am. Um, but yeah, to start a whole league and take that risk, you know, people getting fired if you know it doesn't work out because it hasn't worked out in the past. It's not like I'm not being sexist. I just just hope that they do their their research before some market research and find out if this kind of league can actually survive because even in my hometown, uh, we brought some uh, some teams in, you know, like uh, the River Kings and I was a fan of it you know, how big of a fan was I? Uh, I was a big fan like of the fights and all that I'm a little embarrassed that I didn't buy season tickets to support but I don't know, people are busy, right? Like, even myself for an NHL franchise, like, I wouldn't buy season tickets. You know, I probably can't afford it, to be honest. And it's not the type of hockey that I like watching right now. So, I don't know. I just think it's a bit very, very risky to start that league up. And uh, hopefully for the women, they get it, you know. And uh, hopefully it works out. You know, there's a lot of ladies out there. And uh, just hopefully they do their research. Uh, Because... I don't know. You're going to leave your full-time job to, you know, get paid uh, probably not a big salary at first anyways, you know, before it starts becoming a very popular league. It's like the whole whole thing I saw on, online about the WNBA players, you know, they were kind of complaining that they don't get the same money as, you know, the NBA guys well. The reason that NBA guys are getting paid a lot is because, you know, they fill stadiums, they sell jerseys. You know, it, the salary is a direct... relation. It's in direct relation to the fans, right? You want to get a high salary, you need a lot of fans. And, uh, you know, that's why the teams in Cornwall didn't work out. Uh, you know, there wasn't enough people going to the games. And uh, same thing in know any sport the athletes aren't going to get paid a lot if there's not a lot of fans going to the games so yeah hopefully they do the markets research I, I hate to be a negative nancy maybe the wnba will work out and uh, especially difficult to start this kind of league you know like if they're talking about it but like you're gonna start it without fans you know before everybody just goes and becomes like white knights because uh, i heard a lot of guys you know go uh I heard some guys on 690 talking about, like, yeah, it's about time that the women get their own league. Yeah, for sure, you know, and televised and whatever. And, like, maybe they're going to be doing it with a second career. I know that's how lacrosse is. But, uh, yeah, hopefully they just do their research because uh, that can end up being a absolute disaster. Like, think about uh, the Seattle Kraken. No guarantee that that's gonna work, you know. The Coyotes, you know, if they don't have a uh, five solid uh, seasons in a row, you know, and especially with all the shit that happened down there, shitstorm, you know, with the uh, well, they drafted that kid there that was uh, being a bully, and then after that they had to fire uh, that young GM because you know they had broken some rules during uh, the rookie camps. Uh, Not the rookie camps, but whenever they were having interviews with the guys, they were doing them make them do workouts. But uh, yeah, now I'm ranting quite a bit. I don't know, I'm at 28 minutes, 30 minutes, or whatever. So, the Edmonton Oilers losing against the Montreal Canadiens last night, and uh, they had just won against the Maple Leafs previously. Um, the Habs showing no time, no signs of rust, which is a positive. And uh, Eric Stahl didn't play because of the, uh, the COVID protocol. So he's going to be playing on Saturday night. I'm excited to watch him play. Um, I know he's older than me, but uh, I think he's going to be a positive for the, uh, the young uh, centers on the team. And uh, I think that uh, Dano uh, should be traded. That's just my opinion. Um, you know, they can probably re-sign uh, Stahl for uh, a small price tag next year. We basically got him for nothing, and uh, Carey Price getting his first shutout. So uh, congratulations to Carey Price. Uh, I know once in a while I uh, I talk shit about Price uh, just because I think that you can't build a team around a goaltender and in the new NHL. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, yeah, they lost against the Oilers, but I'm sure they'll bounce back. You know, they got uh, the second best hockey player in the league after McDavid. That's my own opinion. And uh, before I go today, I just like to. Uh, my condolences to a friend of mine um you know we chat online and stuff and uh you know i I got the the opportunity to play hockey against him uh, in two games uh, in the fhl Uh, this guy you know arguably the uh, best heavyweight in the fhl especially for how many games he played Um, his name is uh, chase tippen he lost his father so uh, i just Want to give uh, my deepest condolences to him. Uh, like, uh, obviously, we're we're different in many ways. Um, this guy's an absolute warrior, and uh, you know. But uh, I think uh, the similarity is that you know, uh, I'm sure his dad was a was his hero from all the posts and uh, that I've seen on Facebook. And uh, yeah, you know, my dad my dad is my hero as well. So, Chase, uh, thinking about you, buddy. And uh, um, yeah, that's. Really, really sorry for your loss.
1: You came in. seen you blue But that don't break my heart Like when you look me in the eye And you ask me questions Like where we going when we die And who you gonna love And how you gonna live And will you be a full one could I leave you rich I can't leave you no money I can't leave you no land I can't leave you no faith I lost a little I had But I can leave you this truth Hold on to hope and desire And take your flames to the streets